Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. That basically means that I tell the completely honest and never-ending story of my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own house under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing methods that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Um, today, we're going to talk about selling versus donating because this is something that can trip up people who are decluttering, especially people like me who maybe, you know, have tended to struggle with decluttering at certain points in their life. So we're going to talk about selling versus donating. Um, before we do, though, I do want to remind you that uh, this is podcast number 25, and you can go to the show notes for this podcast at aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. On there, you will see listed um, the podcasts that I have published so far. Uh, if by chance you get there and there is no podcast 25 listed on that page, aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts, um, it, don't worry, it exists. It's still there. But at the bottom, it'll say, see all of my podcasts here. If you click on that, you'll be able to get to podcast 25 pretty easily. So because um, sometimes I don't get that page updated right away because that's how I roll. Anyway, uh, also wanted to remind you that you can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash connect and there you can find um, all of the links to my social media channels, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, what else am I on? Instagram, Google Plus, because everybody's on Google Plus, right? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, you can go there and find me on my social media channels. We now have 65,000, and at this moment, 669 people who... Um, have liked the A Slob Comes Clean Facebook page. What that means is that there are a lot of people out there who are not too ashamed to somehow identify themselves with this page. And not that all of those people are slobs. You're not. You're not just because you're listening to this, but you might be. So anyway, we're definitely not alone. What I once thought was my personal deep, dark secret that no one else in the entire world shared, I was wrong. There's a lot of us that struggle with these things. So let's get into the content today. I'm talking about selling versus donating. Um, I used to be a seller. I've mentioned this in other podcasts, but I'll just say it again. I was a big time eBay seller, not big time. Like they're going to put me on the news for being so big time, but big time as in it was a huge part of my life. Like that's how I thought of myself because, um, back when my kids were little bitty and we were, um, you know, new to living on one income, you know, we did that for several years. And then I discovered this wonderful thing called eBay where I could, um, come up with money. I could actually make money from home while my kids were taking their nap. And that was great. Uh, but it also kind of took over my home 
because I let it get out of control. I started buying things at garage sales to sell them on eBay, except that not everything sold. So I would buy a whole lot of stuff that I thought, oh, this is really cool. I bet this would sell. And then I was wrong. And then me getting it out of my house was a whole different animal, you know, trying to get that stuff out really was difficult for me. Uh, and that contributed to me hitting rock bottom and eventually starting this blog called A Slob Comes Clean because I had so much stuff in my house. Um, so I am, I have no problem with selling. I want to make sure that I say that from the beginning because this somehow becomes kind of a, an issue. Whatever people personally do, people can be really passionate about that, that that is the only way to do it. Like it is so stupid to sell stuff or it is so stupid to um, donate donate. I say, I don't talk like that to donate things when you could get money for it. How could you do that? You know, so it really can be a polarizing issue, which kind of surprises me. But the truth is I want to make it clear from the beginning that I now consider myself a donator. Like I have gotten to the point where I would prefer to donate over selling things. And I'm going to go into why I have chosen that. But I also want to make sure I make it clear that um, I have no problem with people selling things because I have done that. I've sold on eBay. I have sold some on Craigslist. I much preferred eBay over Craigslist and I'll explain that. Um, But I also have had some monster garage sales that I have done really well for me. So I have no problem with people selling. And the main reason I say that is because you earn that money. That is not easy money. Selling your stuff, although to the person who just goes, what, you just sold that for $40? Wow, and they're thinking you made easy money. The person who actually sells it knows that it's a lot of work. Selling on eBay is a ton of work. And um, having a garage sale is a ton of work. And so there is nothing wrong with selling your stuff if you're willing to do the work to actually get that done. Okay. But that money is all earned money, I believe. Um, so I have no problem with selling, but I'm going to talk about the advantages and the disadvantages of that. And then in future podcasts that are coming up, I'm also going to give my personal tips for selling on eBay, uh, things to help you decide whether or not you should sell something on eBay or Craigslist or whatever. Um, and then I'm going to also give tips on having a garage sale because, um, I went to a lot of garage sales and therefore I know what works and what doesn't work. And I know how to have a good garage sale. Um, so I'm going to do that in future podcasts. I'll specifically be giving tips on that. And if you don't want to wait for that, I do have a series on my blog. I actually wrote it my very first year. Uh, on how to have a good garage sale. And there's a lot of great information in there. And I will link to that in the show notes for this podcast number 25. So like I said, selling is work. It's not easy money. It's, it's money that you earn. Personally, I do usually donate, but there are advantages to selling. So let me explain what I see as the advantages to selling. And you have to decide, do, do these advantages for you personally outweigh the disadvantages? Um, there's a great thing to be said about garage sales being a deadline. I mean, a lot of people like me who are project oriented, that is part of my um, brain type. I've realized through this whole process is that I, I thrive with projects. 
I love to have something to tackle that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and then it's over and it's got the big shebang at the end. A garage sale can be that. It can be a great big project that lets you plan for things and organize things, the kind of organizing that I like. Um, So a garage sale is that. It's a deadline, and deadlines are often a great help. So if you say, hey, I'm setting aside this weekend in May because the weather's going to be pretty, hopefully, not rain, you never know. But, uh, you know, if I'm setting aside this weekend in May, then uh, that gives me a, a deadline to declutter my house. I want to make sure I've gone through the entire house by May, and that can be very, very motivating. So that is a big advantage of a garage sale. And the motivation of money helps. Like I said, this is how, you know, selling things on eBay, that was how I made money when my kids were little bitty. And, you know, I remember we moved to uh, our new town that we lived in. It's not new anymore. We've been here like 10 years. But uh, when we moved to this town and I had little bitty kids, you know, we had double house payments. You know, we had a rent. We, were, we didn't buy a new house before our old one sold. In case Dave Ramsey is listening to this. <laughs> anyway, no, we didn't do that, Dave. But um, we, we did, you know, move here. And so we had a rent payment, which was just about as much as our house payment in our old Uh, house, you know, and then we had our house payment. So money was incredibly tight, like basically non-existent. We had no extra money. And that was the way that I made money for us to eat out. That was my goal. I was going to make $40 a week and I worked my tail off way more than, you know, what is minimum wage now? I don't know. I remember from college, it was like 425, I think, which shows how old I am. But anyway, let's say even if I was making $5 an hour, $40 a week would be um, ugh, I'm not a math person, eight hours a week. I worked way more than eight hours a week to earn that $40. I really did. It was a ton of work, but at the same time, it was worth it to me because to have $40 for us to be able to get, you know, little Caesar's pizzas one night. And then the other night actually, you know, go somewhere and, and sit down. Our kids were little. So we, you know, were able to do that for $25, $30. But, um, that, that basically, was worth it to me. Okay. But it was a ton of work. So there really, uh, are advantages to selling that money can be very motivating. Um, depending on where you are and you know, where, what you have the time to put in to earn that money, the justification of money often helps with decluttering. That can be a real hangup for a lot of people. They say, but this is really worth something. This is, you know, I could sell this. I can't, I can't get rid of this because it's worth a lot of money. We'll go ahead and sell it. If you don't need it in your house and it's not actually a personally sentimental item, you know, then go ahead and sell it. If you think it's worth a lot of money, do whatever it takes to sell that item. You're either going to have that money that you've been saying for years it's worth, or you're going to find out the truth, which is that it maybe isn't worth as much as you thought it was. So the justification of money, the motivation of money, and the deadline of a garage sale, those things are all very helpful to decluttering efforts. Um, I, you know, I, one of the reasons I used to love having garage sales is I loved having people come to my house and pay me money to take my clutter away. I mean, that, that was awesome. I loved that. Okay. And that was worth it to me to do that. There are disadvantages to selling as well, though. Uh, sometimes you're not going to make what you think you'll make. Um, did I say that right? Sometimes you don't make what you think you'll make. Um, that's just reality. Sometimes you're going to make more than you expected, but there are times when you're going to make less. Uh, 
the first time that I had a garage sale, you know, after I had a home and was on my own, you know, married and all that. First time I had a garage sale, I priced things at, um, what I would think it should be worth. And, um, I was wrong on a whole lot of stuff. You know, I went through the clothes and said, Ooh, this should be two or $3. Well, I wasn't going to garage sales consistently at that point. So I didn't know. I was just thinking, well, that sounds like a really great price. Well, it was, it's kind of a slap in the face to see that nobody was buying that item that I didn't want anyway for $2. And, uh, you know, seeing that things didn't have the value that I thought that they would, you know, I also remember a time when I thought, you know what, I've got enough here to, to have a garage sale. I'm going to have a garage sale and, you know, we're going on vacation soon and maybe this will be a little extra cash. And so I did the work. I probably, I did not do as much work as I recommend to have a successful garage sale, but I thought, oh, I'm just going to throw this together. I bet I'll make some money. And I made like less than $50. You know, that really was not worth my time you know, not making that, um, that happens on eBay as well. You know, there were many times where I would, um, see, even if I did do the research, which I'll talk about in the future, if I did the research that it took to know that this was an item that was worth selling, uh, but sometimes it just doesn't go like that. Sometimes every other item goes for over $10 and yours happens to be the one that goes for $5 when you started it at 99 cents or sometimes it goes for 99 cents, you know, and you started at at that thinking, oh, well, surely it's going to go way up. But if it does happen to sell for 99 cents, you're stuck with that. That's how much money you've made. Um, so not everything sells for what you think it could sell for. Um, and it can be very discouraging just emotionally to see, at a garage sale, people coming in and not valuing the stuff that you valued and that's been cluttering up your house because it was hard to get rid of. And then you put it out there and you get to see firsthand that other people think it's junk and they don't want it. So that, that can be emotionally discouraging. Um, there's no guarantees of sales. Okay. Um, if you think about it, you know, sometimes you look around your house and think, Oh, that's worth, people would want that. Um, but then you look at how many failed, you know, shops are there in a given city or town, you know, how many times are, do businesses fail? And often it's because, you know, they buy a whole bunch of stuff thinking, oh, people are going to want this. And then people don't want it. I mean, that's just a, a reality of business that also applies, um, to you trying to sell your own, your own stuff. I mean, the truth is if you may just not have the right buyer that comes by and it can be, you know, there's no guarantee that this item is going to leave your house because you put the work into it. You know, um, one thing, um, I know a lot of people love it and I think it's, I think it can be great. I know a lot of moms who uh, do these big resale events. You know, I, I know there's a just between friends, um, sometimes, you know, even just kids resale shops, like, uh, once upon a child, I think that's a national one. Um, you can go to these places and, uh, take your kids clothes. And I know a lot of moms, that's just what they do. They, they take all their kids clothes. They enjoy doing that. Um, they take them there, they make a little bit of money or get credit. And then they spend that to get, uh, their kids clothes for the next you know year. Uh, but that is a ton of work. I do know somebody who, uh, was having a garage sale and she said, well, I I'm, you know, I'm going to put things at a high price. I mean, we're talking like four and $5 for baby outfits. Y'all, 
that is not garage sale prices. Just so you know, maybe it is in your neighborhood, but no neighborhood I've ever visited was that a good garage sale price. But she was pricing things really high because she was like, oh, well, if it doesn't sell, then I'm going to take it over to you once upon a child. And um, so she didn't sell hardly anything because it, you know, was way, way, way too expensive for the people who were coming to her garage sale. And so she got it all together and everything had to be, and I'm not sure if it was once upon a child. I don't want to, you know, say what all their stuff is, but I know that, you know, there's a lot of places you have to have things on hangers and it has to be ironed. It has to be perfect, you know, and she took a bunch of stuff and they only took out of, you know, 40 items that she had, they took like three items. And so she'd kind of wasted that garage sale, uh, time that she had, which I'm going to talk about this, you know, how to kind of get down to what is it that's going to go in a garage sale. Uh, but she, you know, she'd wasted the, the potential customers that she had at a garage sale. And now she's got a whole bunch of stuff on her hands and she couldn't get rid of it the way that she wanted to. Okay. So there's no guarantee of, um, things working out, you know, because we're talking about selling and that's any, any real salesman can tell you there's no guarantee that somebody's going to buy. Okay. There's ways to make it more likely. Um, it is a lot of work. A garage sale, uh, is going to take the time to declutter. It's going to take the time to price items. It's going to take the time to get it out and organized on your driveway or your, in your garage or in your front yard or whatever it is you're doing. Um, it's, it's a ton of work. Okay. Um, it sits around, uh, once it doesn't sell, you know, sometimes it's hard because you think, well, it didn't sell. So maybe I could sell it the next time. And then meanwhile, it's just still clutter, which can also be in a disadvantage of donating that things can sit there until you actually get out of the house. This episode is sponsored by better help projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to like a better help therapist can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style, gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. 
deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Um, when you're also in the selling mode, uh, garage sales, not so much, but anything that you sell online, I mean, really it's seasonal and even at garage sales, seasonal items do better. You know, it's hard for people when it's a hundred degrees outside and they're at a garage sale, it's hard for them to be thinking about wool sweaters and coats and boots and things like that, you know, cause they don't need it right now. And they're thinking, well, I could probably pick that up at another garage sale. Uh, when it gets closer to that season, uh, and not have to take it home right now and store it for a while, you know, so it's, it's that, um, what would happen to me when I was selling on eBay is, uh, I would find things at a garage sale. I'd find these really, really cute snow boots. And I'd always wonder why somebody in Texas had snow boots, but I guess for skiing or whatever. Anyway, so I'd grab these snow boots and I would get them in, um, April. Well, you know, it's going to be a long time before people are shopping for snow boots again. Uh, so then I had to store it in my house for that amount of time. You know, and if you're personally even just selling your own stuff and trying to declutter, um, it can be, you know, discouraging because you have to find a place to put that stuff until it's the best time to sell it and get the price that you think you should be able to get for it. Um, Okay. Uh, so that, those are some advantages of selling. I mean, I'm all about the motivation of selling. I think that's great. You do make money. Hey, I'm, I'm all about, um, you know, earning money. I think that's great, but you do work for it. And then the disadvantages, um, the advantages of donating. Now here's where I just go into again, that I am personally now a donator. That is generally what I do. Um, I am not going to say that I'm never going to have another garage sale because I very well might, I, I have no problem with that, but I generally don't have enough because I donate consistently. Uh, we live in a smaller area and when we first lived here for probably the first six or seven years, we did not have any of those people who came by and, um, you know, picked stuff up, did porch pickups for different donation places where my mother lives. I think she gets a call a couple of, I mean, a couple of times a week from different places that, uh, come by and pick up donations. So she can easily put out, you know, just a small grocery sack full of stuff at any time. I mean, there's always people coming by to pick up donations. 
where I am, that never happened. And so that was frustrating to me. I didn't have that, but now I do. And I try to take advantage of it. It's once a month. I generally miss the day, even though I'm thinking, oh, yay, I'll miss it. I don't know. Two out of every three months, I'll miss it. But whenever one comes by and I do catch it and I remember to put it in my phone as a reminder, um, then I can have, you know, a big, whatever it is that I have sitting around in my donate spot, uh, then I know that I can take that stuff, stick it outside the front door, put my little tag on it, and it's going to be gone, you know, by that afternoon. And that's a great, great feeling that I love. Um, speaking of that, I have a donate spot. That's what I do. Um, I have a place by our back door that the kids know, uh, you know, if, if genes are grown out now, they, I say they know, but I still have to remind them because that's what parenting is all about. Right. Uh, but I tell my kids, you know, Oh, those don't fit. Go stick them in the donate spot because they were clean and they just tried them on. That's like in a store, you know, so they're clean. They don't need to be washed again. Um, but Oh, those pants are too short. Go stick them in the donate spot. Go stick them in the donate box or whatever it is. Um, that, uh, you know, so that I know when I have an opportunity to donate, okay, here you go. That's what I'm donating. Okay. I don't have to go back through the house. It's just a constant, um, constant thing in our home. Um, I have changed my view of stuff and value. I will say that the selling on eBay, um, selling at garage sales, you know, those kinds of things used to, um, especially the selling on eBay, knowing that you could get money for something if I was to put work into it. Um, I used to really value everything in my home according to what could I sell it for on eBay if I needed to. Um, I've changed that, you know, I now value empty space in my house, you know, instead of thinking, oh, well, that item is worth something. I think, oh, not tripping over a pile of stuff is worth something to me. So that that's been a change for me, but it's been a gradual change. You know, if you're just now discovering a slob comes clean and discovering that there are a lot of people out there who are working on decluttering their homes and this is all new to you you're not going to be at that place yet. You know, I mean, if you are, that's fantastic. You're making great strides, but in general, you know, it, it takes people some time. And that's where I talk about decluttering momentum a lot. You know, it really, uh, you know, decluttering those things that are non-emotional first and, uh, getting rid of, you know, the easy stuff, the stuff that you go, well, of course I don't need this, you know, going through the house with a trash bag, doing all that kind of stuff. And to where you kind of get it down to, uh, less stuff because you got rid of stuff that really wasn't hard to get rid of, but it used to blend in with the stuff that was hard to get rid of. And so it just looked like the whole thing was overwhelming. When you do that, um, then eventually you, you know, are able to change your perception of the value of things. You know, for me, um, like I said, I, I value empty space over stuff. Um, but that, like I said, that was not, it was not, um, overnight for me by any means. Uh, things can, um, one advantage of donating is that it can be really fast. I mean, you can go through your closet, take the stuff, stick it in your trunk and drive to a donation spot. Uh, maybe there's a goodwill acceptance center. You know, I know where my in-laws live. There's one just right by their house and there it's an attended center and it's, you know, open pretty much all the time and they can just go and, um, drop stuff off anytime. Not that they do, but, uh, you know, so that can be 
a huge advantage is that it's gone immediately. I decided I don't need this. I can have it out of my house, never to be seen again. Um, although a disadvantage along those lines is that it can sit for a really long time. Sometimes when you're, um, thinking, oh, okay, well, I've got to run by, you know, the, the donation spot, I've got to go take this and donate these clothes. And I personally have had things sit in the back of my car for a little bit too long to where I needed to put something else in there. And then I had to take it out and stick it in my garage. So, you know, it's not perfect. I have not found the absolute perfect way to get stuff out of my house, but whatever. Anyway. Okay. Uh, other advantages of donating, no sorting, no, you know, when you have a garage sale, if you're going to do it well, you can't just throw everything in a box and say, okay, people dig through this. Most people are not going to do that. But when you're donating, you can throw everything in a box. You can have, you know, pots and pans in with baby clothes in with, you know, shoes and all this. You can put everything in one big box and just say, okay, take it. You know, so there's no sorting involved. That's one of the things I absolutely love about donating because it helps me get things out quicker when I don't have to do that. Um, just a little quick note. I personally used to really have this hang up because I did sell on eBay and I made money on my kids clothes. You know, I'd buy clothes at a garage sale for 25 cents. They would wear it and grow out of it. And then I would sell it on eBay for six or $7, you know, so that was, that was great to me. I loved doing that. Um, but I used to have a hang up about, okay, but the clothes that somebody gave me, I did not personally feel like, unless they said to me, which some of them would, they're like, Hey, have your kids wear this and then sell it on eBay and make money. And I try to make sure that if I ever give clothes to somebody, I say, whatever you want to do with this, if you want to sell it, make money off of these later, no problem. You know, I have no problem with that just to give them that freedom. Cause I used to feel guilt. I was like, well, I don't think it's right for me to accept clothes from a friend, have my kid wear it and then me sell it. That just felt icky. And so I didn't do it. So I would separate, um, you know, I'd go through cleaning out my kids drawers and I would say, okay, well, these are the things I'm going to sell on eBay, but this was given to me by somebody. And so I'm going to donate that. Well, now I just donate it all. So I don't have to worry about it. It's just one less thought process to have to go through as I do that. No pricing. You don't have to worry about the value of things. You just, you know, stick it in there. If you Yes, if you're going to be absolutely perfect and get everything you can out of your taxes, then you might want to itemize it. There are sites that will let you do that. Um, but you don't have to go through and, you know, price things. And I'll talk in the future podcast about my um, philosophy on pricing at a garage sale. Uh, no fixing things. You know, you, you do want to um, make sure that if you're donating things that it's not trash. You know, it's not an absolutely... Um, you know, useless, completely useless item. But, you know, one of the things too, to remember when you donate stuff, uh, several, several places have told me specifically, please give us your stained and torn, clo torn clothing, because a lot of these places sell that stuff, fabric, you know, clothing by the pound to rag makers or rug makers. I'm not sure exactly, but I have been told, please don't think that you can't donate stuff that is uh, ripped or torn or stained. Now, there are some of you out there, you know who you are, who are going, oh, that is awful because I have worked at one or somebody I know, you know, whatever. I try to take those things, put them in a separate bag and mark on there ripped and torn. Okay. So then if that particular place does not sell those things by the pound, they can just throw it in the trash, you know? Um, so you do want to go through, you don't want to donate trash at all, but 
you can donate something without having it be um, completely fixed up and shined up and all that kind of stuff. Because, um, you know, at a, if you're going to sell something, especially if you sell it on eBay, it needs to be in perfect working condition. I mean, you need to make sure that you've documented every last little, you know, if, it, if you're selling a book and there's a tear on page 63, you got it note stuff like that on eBay, take a picture and put it in the, in the listing, all that kind of stuff, because people will get mad if they get it and they thought it was perfect. Cause you didn't say anything about that. Well, you don't have to do that when you're donating. Okay. It doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. You don't have to go through and document every little thing. Uh, okay. Yes. Law. Uh, tax deduction. An advantage of donating is a tax deduction. Some people are more passionate about that than others. I personally have been donating to a place lately that does not um, have their blah, 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 whatever it is to make it um, deductible. And I don't care. They can have my stuff. They can sell it for whatever reason they want. It doesn't matter to me. It's out of my house. You know, we still end up donating enough to the place that does come by for the the pickups that we have, you know, some to do every every year. We have some uh, donation to take off on our taxes, but that is an advantage. There are websites. If you know what they are, I'd love, love if you would leave um, in the comments for podcast number 25. I'd love it if you would leave those websites that you know, but I know there's places where you can go. I think maybe it's even Salvation Army uh, website and you can go and itemize what it is that you've donated and get the actual donate donation tax deduction value and things like that. Um, disadvantages of donating. There are some, not as many, I feel, but it's giving up on the value dream. Um, you know, you, I often will donate something. I think I know for a fact I could sell that item on eBay for $20. Okay. But I'm going to donate it anyway, because it's worth it to me to get out of there. So it's, it's that getting over the potential money and just being willing to get it, you know, give it away. Uh, getting something out of the house is sometimes so much harder than it sounds. Um, getting it out of the car, like I mentioned before, there'll be times where I'll drive around for weeks with stuff in the back of my Suburban that I'm supposed to donate. And I just never even think about actually stopping and donating it. So it can be, uh, that can be a disadvantage is actually getting it out, you know, where when you have that deadline of a garage sale, you know, then it's all out there. And sometimes it's easier to load everything up into the back of your car and take that one trip, you know, whatever's left over from the garage sale. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Um, okay, I am at 30 minutes now. So I am going to really quickly uh, just say that I will be doing a future podcast soon on um, how to decide if you should sell something on eBay. One thing I want to make say really quickly, though, is that eBay is a wonderful resource for finding the value of things uh, that will help you in this decluttering process. So I'm going to go ahead and say that in this one. And that is if you go and if you have something that you think, oh, should I sell this or should I donate it? And it's stressing you out. Most likely you have a computer if you know about me. So go to your computer, go to ebay.com, type in that item. Okay. Most likely you are going to find pictures right there of items exactly like what you're looking at. Okay. If you don't try different keywords, once you find that item, go over to your left, scroll down a little bit and click on completed listings. Now in the olden days, when I sold on eBay, you had to actually have an eBay account and be signed in to find out the completed listings. That's not true anymore. Anybody can go click on completed listings and look at that you are looking for the numbers in green. Okay. Next to the item, you're going to see a number in green. That number in green is what the items actually sold for. If it's in red, that's a bad thing. That means those items did not sell. So if well, the problem is sometimes people will go on eBay and they'll have an item and they'll look and they'll say, wow, this person's selling this for $99. Oh my goodness. But that doesn't matter. It does not matter what people ask for something. The only thing that matters is what people actually got for that item. And that's why it's so important to check the completed listings. The items that are already done. Somebody tried to sell this item that looks exactly like what you have and either, oh my goodness, these things consistently sold for 30 or $40. Wow. That really might be worth my time to put it on eBay or every single item here. The numbers are in red. That means that six people tried to sell an, sell an item like this in the last month and nobody even sold it. They just wasted their time and money. And that can help you really get over some of that value perception that you have over certain items. But if you look and you see, oh, well, one of them's in green, but maybe that one in green is only 99 cents or can, you know, just watch that. And I'll talk about that in my how to sell on eBay or how to decide if you should sell on eBay podcast. But I do want to make sure that I say that because that's such a, a great, easily accessible way to find out if something has value. Yes, sometimes you do need to take it to an antique dealer if it's something that really is that. But it can, you can find out quickly, oh, okay, I thought this item was really worth something and it's not. I personally have, um, just this week, I ran across some um, plates that I had never hung up on my wall. That's why I had them, was to hang them up on the wall and I never did. Um, and I love them. I mean, there's, they're totally of value to me, but they were in these really nice boxes, like they're original boxes with, with documentation and paperwork on, you know, what these items were and, and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, who that make these boxes make them look like they're worth a lot more. Do I need to find a place to store the boxes, even though I'm putting these plates up on my wall? Um, you know, but I was stressing over, do I need to keep the boxes? Well, I just went and looked on eBay and I found out that even though these items are a very high value to me because I love them and I want them to decorate my home, actually selling them, none of them were selling. I think one plate of the set of four that I had, um, had sold and, and they're like a, um, what is it? 
collectible kind of thing where they have different paintings on the different ones. Um, one of the plates had sold for $1.99 and it was with the box. All these other ones that were with the box and with the documentation that I was worried about whether or not I should keep, they weren't even selling. So if I'm going to have those plates on the wall for potentially the rest of my life, why do I need to keep the boxes? But I was able to determine that and figure that out by checking the completed listings on eBay and getting a very realistic sense of, okay, this is how much this item is worth or isn't worth. Okay. So I will be talking in the future about ways to give things away. Um, actually, I'm going to do that really quick. I know I'm at 35 minutes. Sorry. Uh, ways to give away free cycle, Facebook groups, Craigslist, uh, you know, donating to different organizations that will either come pick it up. I have a speed dial, you know, speed dial. Do they use that term anymore? Anyway, I have it programmed into my phone, this one place that I call and they will usually come the next morning before nine o'clock and pick it up for me. Um, so there's lots of ways to get, give things away. Um, I personally, some people love free cycle. I, I hate it because I do not like the hassle of trying to meet up with somebody and organize something and figure out first if they're a wacko before I actually give them my address and all that kind of stuff. I, that's not worth the hassle to me, but there are a lot of people who love to do that because then they know that an item is actually going to a place where someone will appreciate it. Um, ways to sell things, uh, garage sale, Facebook groups, again, Craigslist, eBay, Amazon for certain kinds of things. Um, there are lots of great ways to sell. So I will be talking more, um, about these things in future podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. If you like it, you, I would so greatly appreciate it. If you went to iTunes and uh, left a review in iTunes that helps other people find, um, find the podcast. Okay. That's one of the great advantages to people leaving reviews. So I greatly appreciate those of y'all who have left the reviews. Um, and, uh, again, go to a slob slash podcasts and look for podcast number 25 to get the show notes from this. I would love to hear comments in the comment section and, um, I will see you next week. All right. Bye-bye.